Hello, this is Snigdha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Tuesday, the 25th of August. With India reporting close to 61,000 new COVID-19 cases in the last 24 hours, the total number of infections in the country have surpassed the 31 lakh mark today. Also, with more than 800 fresh fatalities, the death toll has soared past 58,000. The number of recovered patients, however, is more than three times the number of active cases in the country. India's COVID-19 tests per million also rose sharply to 26,016 and cumulative tests now stand at 3.59 crores. The Health Ministry released this information on Monday, underlining that a key component in India's COVID-19 response has been early identification of cases by timely and aggressive testing. The Reserve Bank of India, meanwhile, has said in its annual report that India's growth is projected at minus 4.5% for the financial year 2020-2021. Meanwhile, the Minister of State for Civil Aviation, Hardeep Singh Puri, said that much of the pre-COVID-19 domestic air passenger traffic could be restored by Diwali. Puri said that the centre will allow more flights from locations such as Mumbai and Kolkata, which have had restricted operations so far. In the ongoing uproar against the JEE and NEET examinations, Odisha Chief Minister Naveen Patnaik has also asked the centre to postpone the exams. He said it will be highly unsafe for students to visit exam centres amid the rising COVID-19 cases. Climate activist Greta Thunberg also tweeted that it is deeply unfair that students in India were being made to take the exams amid the COVID-19 crisis and the floods in several states. Also, Phase 2 of the human clinical trials of the Oxford COVID-19 vaccine candidate will begin on Tuesday at the Bharti Vidyapit Medical College and Hospital in Pune, which will ascertain the safety and immunogenicity of Covishield on Indian adults. Manipur Minister Nemcha Kipgin on Tuesday said that she has tested positive for COVID-19 and has asked those who came in contact with her to get themselves tested. Haryana Transport Minister Mulchan Sharma too contracted the virus but said he was asymptomatic. Karnataka's Congress President DK Shivakumar has also tested positive for COVID-19. In Delhi, the coronavirus positivity rate has begun to rise again with 7.4% of all tests done in the last one week coming back positive. Experts say that the positivity rate shows that the spread of the virus is in the community now. A serological survey conducted in Delhi earlier this month revealed that minors aged between 5 and 17 are the most exposed to the novel coronavirus in the city. The survey, which was conducted in the first week of August, also showed that 29.1% of the population in the national capital has now developed antibodies against the virus. The Supreme Court heard the contempt of court cases against advocate Prashant Bhushan today and reserved its verdict on the quantum of punishment. The lawyer was convicted of criminal contempt in one of the two contempt cases which were filed against him, which is based on two of his tweets criticising the court and the Chief Justice of India, S.A. Bobde. The court on August 14th had held Bhushan guilty of criminal contempt in the case and had kept the matter for further hearing to decide on the punishment. When the case was heard on August 20th to decide on the sentence, Bhushan refused to apologise. Today, the exchanges between his lawyer Rajiv Dhawan, the government's top lawyer K.K. Venugopal and the Supreme Court judges started around noon and went past lunchtime as both sides put forward their measured statements. When the court asked what Bhushan's punishment should be, his lawyer replied, and I quote, 
don't make him a martyr. This controversy will continue depending on what punishment this court gives to him. And this controversy will only end if this court shows statesmanship. Unquote. The top court said that it had expected a different statement from Bhushan. After much deliberation and enough time given to Bhushan to issue an apology, Justice Mishra, while reserving the judgment, said, and I quote, Tell us what is wrong in using the word apology. What is wrong in seeking apology? Will that be a reflection of the guilty? Apology is a magical word which can heal many things. I am talking generally and not about Prashant. You will go to the category of Mahatma Gandhi if you apologize. Gandhiji used to do that. If you have hurt anybody, you must apply balm. One should not feel belittled by that. Unquote. The government's top lawyer, Attorney General K.K. Venugopal, meanwhile said that Bhushan should be let go with a warning. Venugopal also pointed out that several sitting and retired judges had commented upon the corruption in the higher judiciary. He said, and I quote, These statements would only be to tell the court that you should look at the unclear and reform yourself. Unquote. The other contempt case against Bhushan concerns the 2019 interview given by him to Tehelka magazine in which he said that half of the chief justices of India were corrupt. The court has raised several questions to be examined in the case, including whether one can go public with allegations of corruption against judges. The matter will now be heard by a different bench following Justice Arun Mishra's retirement on 3rd September. In the 2009 case, a three-judge bench had previously decided that it would examine whether it was possible to make allegations of corruption against judges and if so, what is the process for making such allegations. The judges had asked the lawyers to present their views to the court on 25th August regarding these issues. Pakistan-based terrorist Masood Azhar, who is the chief of jaish e muhammad and his brother Rauf Azgar have been named as the masterminds of the Pulwama terror attack in the National Investigation Agency's charge sheet. A 5,000-page charge sheet that the NIA is likely to file at a court in Jammu reportedly details how the planning and execution of one of the deadliest terror attacks in Kashmir was done from Pakistan. Over 40 soldiers were killed when a suicide bomber rammed into a security convoy with a car full of explosives in February last year. The charge sheet reportedly names 20 accused, including Jaishe Muhammad conspirators, terrorists who were killed in various operations and half a dozen others accused of providing logistical support. Sonia Narang, Deputy Inspector General of the NIA, said, and I quote, It is a very lengthy charge sheet and we are going to file it today in Jammu court. Unquote. The document is said to include call recordings and WhatsApp chats with photos of explosives, including RDX, being transported, which were found on the phone of Umar Farooq, a Pakistan-based Jaish-e-Muhammad commander who was killed by security forces soon after the Pulwama attack. Masood Azhar's video and audio recordings praising the Pulwama attack are also said to be part of the charge sheet. Other digital imprints include a Jaish e Muhammad telegram group that had a post soon after the attack claiming 100 Indian Hindu soldiers were killed and destroyed. Masood Azhar is wanted in India in several cases, including the 26 11 Mumbai terror attack. The Uttar Pradesh police on Tuesday arrested six men accused of murdering Ratan Singh, a journalist with a Hindi television news channel, late on Monday night in Fafna area of UP's Balia district. Avnish Kumar Avasti, who is the additional Chief Secretary of Home, informed that six people, including the main accused, Arvind Singh, Dinesh Singh and Sunil Singh, have been arrested in the case. While the police have claimed that the journalist was killed over an ongoing land dispute, his family has accused the police of building a false narrative. 
Ratan Singh's father said, and I quote, The police are making up a false narrative and it is the in-charge of Fafna police station who is the main culprit. The local police officials have misinformed senior officials about the incident. There was no reason for the dispute of fodder being kept at the farm. The incident took place merely 20 steps away from the police post. Unquote. Devendranath, the superintendent of police on the other hand, said, and I quote, There was a quarrel between locals and journalist Ratan Singh during which he was shot at. The police have started investigating the case by taking the body in its possession. Unquote. The Balia Working Journalists Union has expressed anger over the incident. DIG of Azamgarh Range Subhash Chandra Dubey said that while the deceased was a journalist, his murder had nothing to do with his profession. Meanwhile, UP Chief Minister Yogi Adityanath has announced a compensation of 10 lakh rupees for Singh's family and offered his condolences. Reacting to the incident, Congress leader Priyanka Gandhi Vadra took aim at Yogi Adityanath, saying that law and order situation in UP has gone from bad to worse. If you followed the fracas on Twitter surrounding the Delhi riots 2020, an untold story, it is time to stop being grim and grumpy about the book. It does have its funny moments, says News Laundry reporter Ayush. Leafing through a draft last evening, he writes, I came across a passage on page 32 that made me chuckle. The authors, Monica Arora, Prerna Malhotra and Sonali Chitalkar, are arguing how the arguments of anti-CEA protesters were not verifiable and sustainable. They say, and I quote, first they argued that an anti-Muslim act had been passed, unquote. But then they add, and I quote again, however, the fact is that the word Muslim has not even once been used in the amended act, unquote. That is awkward reasoning because the absence of that word was the primary grouse of the protesters. Ayush says that the book is replete with misinformation, distortions and exaggerations. It employs the wink-wink, nudge-nudge school of anti-Muslim bigotry. Even the one-sided information that it does offer is outdated and does not incorporate any developments of the police's investigation into the carnage. Scrutiny is reserved only for critics and the political opponents of the governing BJP. Kapil Mishra's infamous ultimatum is whitewashed and the authors dwell chiefly on casualties amongst the Hindus. To find out more, read Ayush's report titled The Delhi Riot Books Tells Us an Overtold, Not Untold Story. You'll find the report on newslaundry.com. Also, to find out more about the Delhi riots and the police's investigation into it, please do read Ayush and Basant's News Laundry Sena series on the same. Dear listeners, only an independent media house can bring you stories like this. The reason for that is quite simple. If one is dependent on the government or any big companies for ad revenue, it is not easy to publish stories that are critical of them. And that is why News Laundry is a 100% ad-free news platform, because when the advertiser pays, the advertiser is served. But when the public pays, the public is served. So subscribe to News Laundry and pay to keep news free. And now for some international updates. Globally, the coronavirus has infected more than 23.7 million people, out of which 814,000 have died. Top U.S. infectious disease expert Dr. Anthony Fauci said that distributing a COVID-19 vaccine under special emergency use guidelines before it has been proved to be safe in large trials is a bad idea. The University of Hong Kong, meanwhile, have said that they have proof that a man in the city was infected with COVID-19 for the second time in 142 days. This is the first such documented case. The 33-year-old IT worker was discharged from a hospital in April and had tested positive for the virus again after returning from Spain earlier this month. 
U.S. President Donald Trump once again referred to the virus as a Chinese virus. Talking to a group of frontline workers comprising of doctors, nurses, police personnel and postal workers, he said, and I quote, Americans have to make this China virus go away and it is happening, unquote. He also thanked the workers for their efforts in combating the pandemic. While WHO said on Friday that the pandemic is stabilizing in Brazil and any reversal of its rampant spread in the vast country would be a success for the world, Brazilian President Bolsonaro is on a whole different level. Bolsonaro, who also once upon a time called the virus a little flu and contracted it later himself, described journalists as wimps and said that they have a heightened chance of dying of COVID-19 because they are not athletic. He said, and I quote, When COVID-19 gets to one of you wimps, your chances of surviving is quite a bit lower, unquote. Meanwhile, champion sprinter Usain Bolt has tested positive for coronavirus days after celebrating his 34th birthday with a big no-masks party. The U.S. city of Wisconsin saw a second night of clashes with buildings and cars set alight following the police shooting of a black man on Sunday. 29-year-old Jacob Blake is in a stable condition after he was shot several times as he went to a car and opened its door in the city of Kenosha. Governor Tony Evers has called upon the National Guard to aid the local police. Video footage of the Kenosha shooting taken from across the street and shared on social media shows Blake leaning into a car and an officer grabbing his shirt with seven shots heard. A curfew has been imposed in the area but has been defied by several protesters. The killing of a black man, George Floyd, in Minnesota in May led to several protests against racism and police brutality, not just in the US but across the world. The protests had put a spotlight on the treatment of African Americans by US law enforcement and prompted a wider reflection on racism in society. And now for some homegrown stuff from Newslaundry.com. In the latest episode of News Laundry Hafta, Abhinandan Sekri, Manisha Pandey and Mehraj Lone were joined by Pratik Sinha, the founder of Alt News. The panel discussed the Wall Street Journal report on political partisanship within Facebook India. The panelists talked about Facebook's special relationship with Prime Minister Narendra Modi, how news dissemination has changed over the past decade, and whether social media should be considered a public service. Here's a clip from the podcast. I don't think this is limited to Facebook. At this point of time, uh, if you want to do business in India, you have to cozy up to the government. That is that is how it is. And just like media organizations, which are cozying up to the government and doing only and something that uh, news laundry highlights day in and day out because of the business model and everything. Just just the way media is cozying up to the government, uh, these companies are also cozying up to the government and are doing things which benefit the government because uh, because they in return they they get variety of favors like uh, the government directly promoting these platforms in various events and things like that. To listen to the complete episode, subscribe to News Laundry and get access to not just our podcast, but a bunch of video interviews, comics and a lot more. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.